Tariq Elite on Tariq Elite Radio. She just bluffing yeah. As long as you and I both know We just fucking If anybody else do ask We just nothing Boy, you got That's that new Pusha T That's that new Pusha T With Kelly Rowland That's a hot one right there That's Let Me Love You Let me bump that a little bit more uh, That's the jam right there Pusha T got that mace flow I gotta let this ride for a minute This is hot Kelly Rowland with her little fine chocolate ass Boy let me love you hey, mama, I saw Kelly Rowland on the cover of like a, a fitness magazine That motherfucker's body is insane if you act right, I, I will you knock the bottom out of that But I digress ladies and gentlemen Hey y'all what's up Welcome to the Mac Lessons Radio Show My name is Mr. Tariq Elite And I am broadcasting live from Atlanta right now I am down in the ATL We are working on Hidden Colors 3 down here We are chilling Making it do what it do, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to chop up some real good game today. We're going to have some of your calls come through. The phone number is 818-850-5404. We want you to call in. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the concept of street harassment. I've been hearing that term lately from a lot of black feminists, and I want to touch on that for a minute. Ben, we're going to touch on that, and I'm going to get some of your calls right here on the Mac Lessons Radio Show after these messages. Just say the words do anything you want. CaseUltra.com. Sign up for CaseUltra.com's t-shirt subscription and get a new t-shirt delivered every month. This month's shirt is based on the Egyptian god Toph, who wrote the book The Emerald Tablets, and that holds the secrets to the universe and is considered the scribe of the gods. You get a t-shirt and magazine booklet and free stickers every time you order a t-shirt. Use the coupon code KPLEX and get 50% off on everything on the first month when you sign up right now. That is CaseUltra.com. Check out the brand new mixtape, The Progression 2, by anime-driven artist Bruce Stevens, a.k.a. Tree of Life. The first single and video is called Good Girls Gone Bad. It explores the cause and effects of our actions and the cycles created in relationships. That's the Tree of Life EP coming soon. For more info and art, go to IamBruceStevens.com. All right, we are back with the Mac Lessons Radio Show. I am your host, Mr. Tariq Elite Nasheed, ready to chop up good game. First of all, let me say this. Thank you, everybody, all the listeners who have donated to the Hidden Colors 3 Kickstarter page. We've actually reached our goal. We reached our minimum goal, but we're still trying to get more paper in there so you can still donate to the cause. You can still be a part of the documentary because this thing is going to be legendary, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, I was in Cincinnati and I interviewed Sister Shahrazad Ali. 
Shahrazad Ali is spitting that hot fire in Hidden Colors 3. I can't wait till you guys hear what she has to say in it. There was somebody, um, I posted a picture of me and Sister Shahrazad Ali on Instagram. And there was a cat who left a comment. He was like, man, I hope Shahrazad Ali is going to be in Hidden Colors 3 more. I hope we get to see more of her. Because in Hidden Colors 1, she was in there a lot, but not as much as some of the other people. So a lot of people are like, we want to see more of Shahrazad Ali. And I agree, you need to see more Shahrazad Ali. But the truth is, a lot of you ain't ready for Shahrazad Ali. I got to give it to you in increments. Because a lot of you, to be very honest, unless you really have that third eye open, a lot of you are just not ready for Shahrazad Ali. Shahrazad Ali goes hard in the damn paint. And she will hurt your feelings with the knowledge she drops. She drops that heavy in-your-face knowledge. And some of y'all, to be honest, ain't ready for it. You dig? So that's why I give it to you in little increments. I got to pick and choose what I give you because, I mean, that sister goes hard. And I'm going to get, she's going to be in Hidden Colors 3 a, a, a lot more. But again, y- y'all ain't ready for all of Sh- Shahrazad Ali yet. She's the truth, for real, for real. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a couple of calls in here real quickly. What's going on? Who's calling? Yo, Tariq. Yes, sir. Yo, I got through. What's going on, brother? What's up? Who is this? Oh, this is Enoch. What's your name again, brother? Enoch. Enoch. How do you spell that? E-N-O-C-H. Oh, there you go. So what, you in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta, man. I just seen you on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? What's going, what's going on around town tonight on Wednesday? It's Wednesday night in Atlanta. What's happening? Oh, man. Uh, I don't really know what's going on on Wednesday nights. But, uh, yeah, I got a question for you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I, all right. I got this uh, homeboy of mine, man. He, he, his, his boy was uh, married for 25 years. You know what I'm saying? They've been together for five. And this dude, come to find out, you know what I'm saying? He, he's, he's messing around with this big hippo bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out. And his girl, his wife is bad. Okay, hold on. Let, wait, wait, let's back it up. Wait, wait. You said somebody was married for 25 years, but they've been together for five. I'm, I'm lost here. Oh, uh, they, they well, they've been married for 15. I'm sorry. And uh, before they were married, they were together for five years. Okay, they were together for five years, then they got married for 15 years. Right, they've been married for 15 years. Okay. And come to find out, he's obsessed with big, big women. You know what I'm saying? And you, I know you say that uh, only broke dudes, you know, mess with, you know what I'm saying, big, big girls. But his, his wife is a dime. I don't understand how you would leave a dime. Now, th- this is what, it ain't about the, the other woman being fine. The thing is, a lot of times... If the wife is a dime, it ain't about him finding another dime because he has a dime at home. It's about him finding something new. You understand? Because he's been with the same woman for so long, so he just wants to get something new physically. And even if she's a beast, that beast is something new. You dig what I'm saying? So that's what it is. He just has a... Because I know married dudes like that, too. I've, I've had married dudes that I go out with and we kick it and they start fucking with all the, the sea donkeys and all the mongoose face women. <laughs> And they be cupcaking with them because they ain't trying to wife them. They're just trying to get their different freak on. And the freakier looking, the better. Sometimes for a married dude, it's all about newness. So that's what that's about. Even if the wife is fine, you know, he wants that fine wife. But the brother just wants something new. So I understand where he's coming from. I'm not saying that I condone or not endorse that. But I, I'm just giving you an understanding of that's how it gets down. You feel right, me? right. What you got going on in Atlanta, man? Uh, what, what, what? We're working on Hidden Colors 3 down here. I'm doing some interviews down here. 
and I'll be here tonight, Wednesday, and I will be here tomorrow night, Thursday. So people out there in Atlanta, let me know what's going on tonight, Wednesday, and let me know what's going on tomorrow hey. night, Thursday. One more question, Tariq. Go ahead. Uh, what, what What is that name of that shop you said that they got all your DVDs? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, That's my dude, book. Marcus. That's at the Nubian Bookstore. Y'all Google that. The Nubian okay. Bookstore. He has all my stuff. And the brother has. You know, I got to go down to the bookshop myself because the brother always has some of the hot stuff down there. So you guys Google Nubian Bookstore in Atlanta. My dude, Marcus, owns that store. This brother has all, not just my books. He has all the stuff from the people from Hidden Colors. This brother has a lot of rare books, real deep stuff. So go down there today or give him a call today. All right. Thanks for the call, player. Yes, indeed. Like I said, Atlanta, folks, I'll be here tonight, Wednesday and Thursday. Where are my people I was hanging out with last time I was here? I was, there were some cats I was rolling with. Hit me up. Um, email me at info at TarikaLeet.com or kflex 4 life the number 4 life at yahoo.com, and let me know what's popping. Don't have me going to that raggedy-ass spot. I think that was the compound or something. People in Atlanta, was they were talking up this place, compound. And those were some of the strongest Pat, Pat Hewing looking ass women I've ever seen in my life. They were some rough looking women in that club. Anyway, let's see who else is on this phone. What's going on? Who's calling? Yeah, this uh, Mike from Kansas City, bro. What's up, Mike? What, you calling from Kansas City? Yes, sir. There you go, man. Speak up louder, nigga. Sound like you're taking a bubble bath, nigga. What's happening? What's on your mind? <laughs> Hey man, I'm wanting to support you on that hidden colors player. Yes, sir. Did you donate to the um, Kickstarter page? Yes, sir. There you go, my dude. Man, I thank you, brother, and I appreciate you and everybody else who donated, man. We reached our minimum goal and we're gonna keep it going. So what's on your mind? What's happening in Kansas City? Man, ain't nothing, boy. These bars out here is crazy as cat shit, boy. <laughs> I, 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 but yeah, got me a little, got me two little cool ones. That's about it. There you Listening go. to your game and all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Much respect. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate that. All right, we're gonna get, we'll get one more call for right now. All right, what's going on? Who's calling? What's up, man? This chef's up at the Bay Area, man. What's your name, player? Youngster, man. Youngster, how you doing, youngster? What's on your mind, playboy? Man, I just want to get your take on this pastor out there in what Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got his back blown out. Yeah. Tricking off. You know what I'm saying? What's up? I just want to hear your take on it, player. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, yeah I'm, I'm going to touch on that right now, man. Thank you for the call. But yeah, the, right, for sure. this pastor, for those who don't know, down in um, Texas, there was this pastor who was friends with this deacon, and the pastor was having an affair with the deacon's wife. And the deacon straight ran up in the church and shot him while he was on the pulpit. See, this is why I always get on dudes about hollering at married women. I, I For years, if you listen to the archives of my show, I always say, stop fucking with the married women because even though they're scandalous, you don't know what they'll do to set you up. And also, you don't know the mindset of the dude she has, who she's cheating on. You don't know that nigga's mindset. You don't know if that nigga's following her. You don't know if that nigga's trailing her. You don't know how much information that nigga knows. And when it's time for him to break bad, you don't want to be there. Because a lot of females think they're slicker than what they are. Because that's the whole thing with women cheating. Women cheat for the deceptiveness of it. Just to just the fact of them doing something to deceptive and something sneaky that's what they get off on so they think they're doing something slick a lot of times these dudes are not that stupid instinctively if a dude has a little tiny smidgen of game 
he'll know something is going on with his lady. He know his lady's doing something foul instinctively, unless he's just a complete simp. So her behavior patterns, her mood swings, all of that, that's going to give a nigga some type of clues. And this lady fucking the pastor at church, the deacon was on to some shit. So niggas be snooping, niggas be looking at passcodes, dudes be looking at text messages. So the dude found out, the deacon found out that his wife was boning the, the, the pastor. And I think the woman, from what I understand, the woman tried to file a rape charge against the pastor to try to cover her tracks. And it just didn't work. The dude just ran up in the church. The deacon shot the pastor. So shit, is, it's crazy out here in the game, man. Guys got to be extra careful, man. When you're dealing with a scandalous female, if she's scandalous to the nigga she's committed to that she has a merit contract with, if she's scandalous to him, just imagine what she's going to do to you. That's why I'm not surprised that she filed or tried to file a rape charge against the pastor. Scandalous women are just not scandalous with one or two people. They're scandalous just by nature. And you got to be very weary of that. You got to be very careful about that. Now, when I was a younger dude, I done knocked off a couple of married chicks, but I've always watched my back and I've always seen their behavior patterns. And I know if she'll do that to that nigga, she'll do that to me. So never trust one of those chicks that you're having an, a, an affair with and they're married. That's a big no-no. Let me get one more call. I enjoy talking to the listeners. What's up? Who's calling? Yo, what up, Tariq? It's your boy Brandon calling from Atlanta. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, playboy? I'm good, brother. Yo, first and foremost, just want to appreciate all the game you're dropping on these young brothers and sisters, man. Much respect. Uh, I tuned into your show about a year ago, man. It's been a blessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, quick, quick question. Quick question. Uh, I got a baby mama. Got two kids. And uh, I just want to know, man, like, when is a good time to leave, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't want to break up the fam. But shit ain't going the way it's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I like, thought you. I thought I you about. Got... I thought you about to ask me when's a good time to propose. This nigga said I got two kids. When can I leave? When can I get the fuck out of here? God damn. I, mean, I just. I don't. I don't want to be another statistic. You know, a black man breaking up the family. But goddamn, but, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, you didn't think about that when you before you had two kids, though, dude. That's not y- y'all hustling back. Why didn't you think about that before you had two kids? I feel you, brother. But look, man, we, you know, those listening to the show, y'all know that you got a daughter. I know you don't talk about your personal business, but when did you know that it was time to leave? Well, the thing is, we weren't really in a relationship relationship. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and so that was the thing. Okay. But I still had to take responsibility. You understand that? So we weren't really, in a, yeah, because it was kind of a casual thing with me and the mother, but we were just always real cool. So we were never in a real, yeah. real, real relationship. You understand? So but at the end of the day, people do outgrow each other. I mean, right? I understand that they do. But when, when y'all have two kids, man, when you have two kids with somebody, man, you got to know, OK, this is the person I'm going to be with. You understand? Through thick and thin. And the thing is, sometimes relationships go through ups and downs. And a lot of times guys be looking for the grass to be green on the other side. And a lot of it's just not green on the other side. You're going to get with somebody. You're going to get bored with them. Then you want to go to move on. So, dude, just with your baby mom if you had two kids with her ass work that shit out dude. work that out dude y'all just going through some ups and downs how long y'all been together uh, uh almost four years man and, and what is she doing uh, it, it, what makes you want to leave are you just just tired of looking well, at her well, ass i mean i mean you know i, I was supporting her for a, for a long time brother you know what i'm saying she wasn't working for them paying no bills and, and, and let me just tell you off top I haven't got my dick sucked in four years. There you go. Now we get into the nitty gritty. There you go. There you, you know what I'm saying? I, there you know, you know, I miss that, dude. You know what I mean? Four years? I understand, <laughs> you know, for some women it's not that thing because I don't want to suck dick either. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, 
that's what I like, man. I need I need somebody that's sexually compatible with me. You feel me? Now let me ask you this. Now how come this woman has two kids with you? How come she can't give you oral pleasures? What what's wrong with her? Hey, she, she doesn't like penis in her mouth. I think I don't know. And it's at it's to the point now where I know she doesn't like it, so I don't want it from her because it'll be a half-ass blowjob and it wouldn't be pleasurable. No, that's you know, you what know what no, no, dude. All women like pole in their hole. They like they like <laughs> oral sex. Women, all women like it. They they just like it with certain dudes. You know what but I'm saying? I remember, I remember one of your shows. You said if a woman doesn't suck your dick. She doesn't. She hasn't submitted to you sexually. Yes, and she indeed. doesn't respect you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm right? about to say. Exactly. That's it. And you need to look into that. Why do you think your woman is not respecting you like she should? I, mean, I don't know. I see the thing is, I don't want to find out. I'm ready to move the fuck on to go get my dick sucked. Shit, you know. And y'all been together for four years. Yeah, yeah, four years. You know, we, we broke up once, and uh, you know, I got sentimental about the kids and shit, so we got back together, and now here we are again. You know, silent treatment, not talking much. We're not having sex, and it's just like, what are we doing? Okay, you now y'all wait, wait, wait. Now, now, let me tell you wait, 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 wait. Now, when y'all broke up, how long? When did y'all break up? Uh, I'd say about a year ago. Yeah, how long was the breakup? Yeah, you know, four days or some shit. We were still living together, you know. Okay, nigga, let me tell you something. In those four days, you know what she had? She had dick in her life. Dick in her life. She had dick. In her life, she had some dick. She had some dick. She had some dick. Dick in her life, <laughs> nigga. She had dick in her life in those four days, dude. And she came back, nigga. Let me tell you something. She was bobbing on dick so heavy. She liked sucking dick them four days, nigga. She had a four dick day discur- uh, excursion, dude. She was bobbing on dick like it's she was bobbing for apples on Halloween. You, it's funny. You trying to play. Nigga, hey, trust me, man. Find, uh-huh. dude, find her whereabouts them four days, nigga. Find out where them whereabouts were them four days. She was getting her bob and weave on, my dude. So you need to really have a conversation with your lady. How old are you and how old is she? Um, I'm 32, man. She's about to be 30. Okay. Yeah, you need to have a conversation with her, man, and see what direction y'all want to go in. The direction she needs to go is downtown on some dick and balls so she can satisfy the relationship. I, I am taking care of business, brother. You know what I'm saying? I am taking care of business, man. And it's not like I'm not, you know? So I just feel that I, I, you know, I should get that respect, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we like to get our dicks up. We can't lie. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I agree. Is. I agree with that. I definitely agree. You know, I, I, I'll never know. Um, what are you going to be on Atlanta? Are you just filming the show? Or yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just doing, um, I'm, I'm doing, um, we, we're filming for Hidden Colors 3 right now. We're filming for Hidden Colors oh, okay. 3. So we're working that out. So I'm going to see what's going on around town tonight. But hold on. I think I hear your, your baby mom at right now. Hold on. This is her. Yeah, hold on. That's her at somebody else's house. Right <laughs> 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 Wow. <laughs> well, look, brother, hey, much respect, man. I'm the one to call in, and uh, if nothing but love, keep doing your thing. We need brothers like you out here, all right? Much respect, man. Thanks for the call, player. All right, let me put my Mac and music back on, ladies and gentlemen. Man, the brother ain't had his willy licked in a few years. That's a long time, man. So him and this lady need to have a conversation straight up and down. Right, let's get into some game, y'all. Let me let me chop up game, y'all. So today I want to talk about the concept of street harassment. I'm going to talk about street harassment, and that's a term that I've been hearing a lot lately, coming from a lot of black feminists. Now I was in um Cincinnati yesterday, 
And when I arrived in Cincinnati, I, I went outside my hotel room, and immediately when I went outside my hotel, I ran into a sister who recognized me. She was like, Tariq Nasheed, what the hell are you doing in Cincinnati? She's like, I love you and I hate you. She's like, I'm a black feminist. And she was real cool, though. Very respectful. She was real cool, but she was a black feminist. And me and this sister had a very friendly debate standing right in the street. And we were, she was giving me her ideology and stuff. And basically, it was the same old, same old. A lot of stuff, the same old, you know, feminist ideology and the black feminist ideology that you could easily debunk. So, again, this whole black feminist thing is coming out a lot now. And I'm hearing a lot of black feminist terms, especially online. A lot of these sisters are trying to rally around something that's going to seemingly protect them. And they think that black feminism is going to be the answer because, again, a lot of people are intimidated to tackle racism, white supremacy head on. So they deflect into these other topics. So I've been hearing a lot about this whole street harassment term, and that's a black feminist term. The concept of street harassment is basically a bunch of black feminists talking about how it's so difficult to walk down the street because there is a onslaught of black men harassing them as they walk down the street. And I've discussed this before, and that is a crock of bullshit. That is a whole crock of bullshit. And the reason why a lot of these black feminists are coming up with this whole street harassment thing is because they're trying to mimic white feminism. They're trying to mimic white feminism. And remember, everything that white feminists do, the black feminists try to follow suit. They try to emulate that. But a lot of things they can't really emulate directly because it doesn't apply to them. And the street harassment is a bootleg version of sexual harassment. Now, the whole concept of sexual harassment or the term sexual harassment... That was a very relatively new term. That term sexual harassment has only been around since like 1973. Like before 1973, there was no term sexual harassment. Sexual harassment was a term by white feminists and white women, and it applied to white women and white males in the workplace. And the thing is, it applied to them in the workplace because the charge was reserved for white males who were basically superiors trying to exchange sexual favors with a female subordinate for job positions in the workplace. So that's where the term came from and that's how the term was applied. It was applied to white males in superior positions at at work. And the the term really wasn't meant for a motherfucker working in the mailroom or nothing like that because if a dude who was a lower level guy working in corporate America if he was like a mailroom guy or a janitor he harass somebody sexually his ass would just be fired and the company can say hey he was a bad apple we got rid of him he didn't represent the company so again the sexual harassment term was really reserved for people who are higher ups in the company people who couldn't be fired and because these people couldn't be fired they would have to break bread to these white women who made sexual harassment claims see white women don't play games with that sexual harassment shit you give a white woman a pass at work They'll roll up there with Gloria Allred the next day. Just like, well, y'all remember when Rush Limbaugh, he made some some comments about some white woman and all those white feminist groups got in his ass. They don't play those games with those white dudes. White feminists go in as far as that. So the thing is, black feminists, knowing them, they want to emulate a lot of stuff that the white women do. They couldn't use the whole sexual harassment thing. Black women can't really use that. 
and they don't really use that. It's very rare if they do use it. Because the thing is, they couldn't use that charge against black men. Remember, black feminism is all about attacking the black man. They try to deny that, but at the end of the day, when you dance around in circles with them, their whole thing is always against the black male, the so-called oppression that the black male is committing against black women. And again, there is no systematic oppression of black men against black women. If black men do something negative to black women, black men get punished. So there is no systematic oppression of black women by black males. But that's their whole ideology because again, a lot of black feminist and black feminism basically wants to side with the white male power structure. I've said this a million times. So again, the black feminists couldn't use the whole sexual harassment charge against black men because number one, in corporate America, a lot of brothers don't hold supervisory positions. It's that simple. A lot of brothers in corporate America don't hold those supervisor positions, so they're very easily disposable. And plus, brothers know better in the workplace. If there is a brother in a supervisory position in corporate America, he knows he has to be on his P's and Q's because he knows everything he does is going to be watched. So brothers know better. Brothers are going to be on his P's and Q's. And a lot of times these brothers in those positions, they date, you know, non-black women. But again, brothers are going to be on their P's and Q's anyway. Now, again, there's been some cases of black women filing sexual harassment charges on black men. Now, I, I, there was one case where, um, what's his name? Ah, his name is on the tip of my tongue. He used to play for the Pistons. God damn, I can't think of his name. But in New York, he was... Um, accused by this fee this black female accused him of sexual harassment isaiah washington i think what is that a name isaiah fuck i can't think of his name is isaiah something i can't he used to be on the pistons y'all know who i'm talking about it's only i'm having a brain freeze i'm looking at the guy in my mind but it's isaiah something is it thomas isaiah something but he used to play for the pistons and he was accused of sexual harassment by this black female and she looked a mess they she was on the stand this motherfucker looked like damn forrest whitaker in the face and said that he sexually harassed her, but and I think she got a payout for that because he was in a supervisory position. So it's very rare that that happens. So a, a lot of black women or black feminists can't use that sexual harassment in the workplace thing against black males because, again, there are no black males in too many supervisory positions to charge them with that. Also, the thing is, a lot of black feminists cannot accuse white males of sexual harassment because of a few reasons because number one nobody would side with them you know whenever black women accuse white males of sexual harassment even rape the white male always gets the benefit of the doubt for for years they said that a, a black woman couldn't accuse a white male of raping him and that's even true to today it's very rarely that a white male will get a accused or will get convicted of raping a black woman y'all know the duke lacrosse case where that black woman said that those white dudes raped her they said okay let's look into your background they had to double check her background see when brothers get accused of rape it's like okay yep he did it let's not look into the woman's background she has to admit it years later that she was lying but with brothers if they get accused of rape it's believed no if ands buts or maybes no questions asked they believe them black woman accused a white dude of rape hey let's look into her background maybe she was a slut maybe she was acting like a whore they did that to the woman in the duke lacrosse case they got into her background and found out that 
she had a, a history of accusing people of rape and sexual um, deviancy and they dropped the case. So a lot of black females know this, so they're not going to run in there trying to charge people with sexual harassment all willy nilly because they know they'll lose their job. That's one. Also, another thing is that a lot of these black feminists, they think it's a come up to have a sexual relationship with the white boss. And we got to be very real here. And I'm not trying to beat up on anybody, but a lot of these women, these sisters, when if they fucking the white boss, that's a come up to them. So they don't say nothing. And I know I've been in people's offices and businesses and you can look and see the sisters who's fucking the boss. You can tell who's fucking that boss and sisters at your job. If you're a black female and you work at a job with other black females, you know, there's a black woman at your job fucking that boss. You can tell, you can look at the energy and the chemistry. They be going on trips together and she's in that office about 20, 35 minutes, a little bit too long. You know who's fucking that boss and a lot of these sisters be fucking that boss. That's a very common thing and that's a very taboo thing that a lot of folks don't like to talk about. That's why the show Scandal is so damn popular. That's the main reason why the show Scandal is so popular. The, The black corporate female fucking the white boss that's her way of getting a little iota of power it's real deep stuff that's why i know out here and i saw something online they're having a scandal watching party out here tonight somewhere somebody hit me up they said there's a they're going to a bar somewhere to watch scandal together it's like god damn so that's what that whole thing is about because the show scandal let me tell look i tried to watch scandal I tried to give it a chance. I watched a few episodes and the show is just boring to me. I give a show credit if it's really good. But I'm like, the only reason people are liking that show is because it's a fantasy. It's that Negro bedwitch winch fantasy that a lot of sisters want to fuck that powerful, rich corporate guy. That's a fantasy that a lot of motherfuckers have, a lot of sisters have, and they don't want to admit it, especially these black feminists. That's their whole thing. If you look at a black feminist website, a black feminist Facebook page, they all love scandal. They want to get next to the white male power structure and they know what the white male power structure likes and they like to see the subjugation of black men. So this is why they black feminists, they always attack the black male. And that's where that whole street harassment thing came from, because a lot of these black feminists couldn't use the sexual harassment thing. They did a bootleg version of it and said, okay, we're going to charge people with street harassment. I get harassed in the streets, not in corporate America, but the streets, because that's where all these black guys hang. And the term street harassment was coined in 1981. It's a relatively new term. Before 1981, you never heard the term street harassment. It was created in 1981. It was an article that came out in a black feminist publication. And basically... They were trying to make it seem like there was this epidemic of black men just running the streets, harassing black women and just not letting them walk in peace. And basically, that's not true. And it's not true now. Because that's basically dusty dude behavior. It's not no systematic epidemic. The majority of brothers don't harass women on the streets. That's a dusty inner city housing project type of thing where you live in the hood and people in the hood do dusty shit sometimes and unfortunately see a lot of black feminists they judge all black men by the actions of 
dusty niggas, but they do not like when black women are judged by the actions of hood rats. And you can't have it both ways. You hate to be judged by the actions of hood rats. And the thing is, man, there's just no epidemic of dudes harassing women in the streets. There is just no epidemic of that. And you can't have it both ways. See, in, in one breath, a lot of these black feminists will complain that, well, black men are not dating within their race. They're dating all these other races of women. These black men don't want to be with black women. And then they complain, well, these black men are harassing black women. They won't let black women walk the streets. So which one is it? You can't have it both ways. Just like the whole music video thing, we always hear from the black feminists, black men objectify black women in these music videos, that black male privilege to put them in the videos and objectify the black queen. And then when brothers don't put black women in the videos, all he's denying the black woman her opportunity to be in a video. That's why they got on the singer Tyrese about that. And recently the rapper Talib Kweli, he didn't have any black women in his video and all the black feminists and the black feminist thinking type of women, they got on his case about not having black women in his video. You can't have it both ways, people. And that's the thing. People like to complain just for the sake of complaining. That's why a lot of people don't take that black feminist ideology seriously. But again, there is no street harassment. Again, I, look, I was just up in Cincinnati and Cincinnati, look, there's, probably, there's good people in Cincinnati, but I was downtown Cincinnati and there was some dusty looking motherfuckers in Cincinnati downtown. Now, maybe I was in the wrong part of Cincinnati because usually downtown of an area gives you a basic idea of what the city is like in, in most cases in, in smaller cities. So, again, where my Cincinnati people, if there's some other spots in Cincinnati where they had some flyer females, because all I saw were mud ducks in downtown Cincinnati. They were looking a beast. People were walking around. The women had these big crazy eyelashes extensions and dressed weird. And the look, it looked like zombies in the face. They looked kind of drugged out. They just had that don't give a fuck look. And again, I might have just downtown might not be the cracking area because I know, look, for example, if you go to Los Angeles and go to downtown L.A., you got a bunch of homeless people and crackheads in downtown L.A. Downtown L.A. is just not a popping place. But if you go to places like Hollywood or Melrose or Santa Monica, that's where you see it's popping. So it, it, it just could be that other parts of Cincinnati is popping. Maybe I missed something. But what I saw, I didn't see one dime. I didn't even see a, a strong seven in downtown Cincinnati. Every chick I saw was a mud duck. And again, I'm not trying to shit on Cincinnati because I've seen some women in L.A. from Cincinnati who are pretty fine. I'm like, where the fuck did she grow up? She must have grew up in the suburbs somewhere. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, OK, because and I've been to other cities where you go to the central area and some some women are cute, like in Houston, a lot of cute women in Houston. And I've been to other cities where the women are just real crunchy looking. So I'm like, where's all this street harassment coming from? Harass these women for what? A lot of these cities, man. The women that's walking around ain't even that damn fly. So harass what? Women walking around with pajama pants. They weave is looking crunchy. The lace front glue is showing. I mean, a lot of these women don't really have anything popping enough for them to harass. 
So we got to be very honest about this stuff. And I'm not trying to beat up on these women, but let's let's stop using these terms all willy nilly when it doesn't really apply just because you're trying to mimic another person's ideology. You understand that? And I digress as far as that. I'm about to get out here in a minute. I'm going to take one or two more calls. And a lot of folks wanted me to touch on the whole government shutdown thing that's happening right now. For those who don't know, the government is shut down. And a lot of times I don't want to date the show because this will definitely date the show because a lot of times people listen to the show in the future. And they listen back to past shows and they're like, oh, damn, how old is this fucking show? He talking about the damn shutdown. That was in 2013, nigga. That's when I was married to my first baby mama. But the whole thing with the shutdown, it, it, you know, it, to me, it boils down to the Republicans not wanting to have a black man tell them what to do. It's like a black man defied them and they're going to fight to the end. They can't stand the fact that a black man is telling them what the fuck to do. That's what it really boils down to. We can look at the partisanship of it and we can look at the politics of it. But at the end of the day, this is all about a brother telling them what to do, using the law in the Supreme Court and them fighting that. They're like, look, we will fight tooth and we'll shut this fucking country down before we listen to you just to prove a point. That's what that whole shit is about. Right now, again, there's a defiance coming from the right. There's a backlash coming from the right as far as anything black. That's what the shit boils down to as far as I'm concerned. But I digress as far as that. Um, Don't forget, everybody, go to kickstarter.com. We have uh, seven more days. Everybody can still donate to the Hidden Colors 3 Kickstarter fund. Go to kickstarter.com. Type in Hidden Colors 3, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get one more call before we get out of here. What's up? Who we got on the phone? What's up with your team? This is your boy James calling from Long Beach, man. What's, What's up, boy? Hey, James, how you doing? What's happening in the LBC, player? Hey, man, all working no up play, man. I got a quick question, man. Go ahead, brother. I'm gonna with a um, I'm gonna with a little choosy Susie or a little broad that I think out here juggling dicks. Yes. Now, how should I handle that? I've, I've already hit it, and I'm kind of getting this little simp vision, and I'm kind of like trying to kick her to the curb, but then I want to kind of hang in there. Well, what do you, you think I should do? Well, what you want to do, man? You you trying to um. You're trying to be slut greedy. You got you a slut and you want to be greedy with her. And the definition of a slut is somebody you got to share. You got, you got to look at it from that perspective. You're catching feelings for the neighborhood slut. You know she's out here juggling dicks. You just got to wait till right. the, you got to wait till the juggle comes your way and just charge that to the game as far as emotion. That's all it is. It's a physical thing. And now she didn't let you hit it. You didn't hit it a few times. It feels good. And you want it all to yourself. And the minute okay, you start, okay. the minute the minute you start trying to cupcake with that slut. And I don't say that to disparage the woman, but if she's juggling dicks, that's slut behavior. If you try to cupcake right. with her, she's going to look at you funny style like a simp, and she's going to try to get something up out of you. So you don't want that. Man. Just go go ahead and, and hit that and let them other niggas do what they do, and don't you get caught up emotionally. Let the next simp get caught up with that. You feel me? How old is okay, she, by the way? Okay, How old is she, by the way? What you say, boss? How old is she, by the way? She? She's, uh, she's about 31, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, she's in that, I, I want to see if I still got it slut stage. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. man. I'm have she's been I'm, trying to get me to hang out and chill with her, like take a little after our spots. I said, no, I don't really get down like that, you know? Exactly. Ain't nothing good happened past two. Well, I'm trying to chill. Okay, don't you go well, You know, get it in with her, but she be, you know, come with that funny shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go out with her ass. Don't go to them after hour spots because you're going to go there and it's going to be some niggas she done fucked and it's going to be some real man. negative energy. So don't go nowhere to no after hour spot with her, especially in Long Beach. You dig? You got you, boss. <laughs> My man, thanks for the call. 
All right, y'all, let me get up out of here. I'm in Atlanta, y'all. Let me know what's going on in Atlanta tonight, man. Hit me up, KFlex, the number four, life at yahoo.com. Y'all have a good one, family. Peace.